Hello and welcome to the Online Church of Uganda podcast. May God bless you as you listen and learn. Thank you very much. Uh, glad to be here and uh, thank you very much, worship group, for leading us in uh, in the worship. I have been uh, invited to talk about uh, attracting God's favor and blessings at work. And my uh, reference uh, passage is Psalms 90, verses 13 to 17. I uh, thank you very much for inviting me to share. It's always a pleasure to share what God is uh, doing in our lives. And especially at a time like this, when uh, we are not going to church buildings, but uh, we are doing church in different places. And this is one of the great opportunities brought about by uh, the pandemic, that wherever we are, we can congregate. I uh, Allow me to give you a brief uh, rundown of my, uh, my Christian experience, a brief, brief testimony, but just talking on... Uh, where I've been because uh, I've been asked a number of times whether I am uh, Anglican, whether I am Baptist, whether I'm Pentecostal. So let, let me say something about that. I was raised Anglican, went to Sunday school until I 77. I went to Mbali, was staying with my sister and she invited me to the Deliverance Church in Mbali. And uh, that day, somebody was preaching from Revelation mm-hmm. 320. They made an altar call and I went my life to Christ. I went through some struggles in 1979. I uh, was admitted at King's College Budo for senior one. And uh, that same year, I met uh, the group called the Reawakened, Avazukfu. And I Kuzukuka in uh, 1979. And I worked with the Avazukfu until I finished uh, Budo in uh, my senior six. That was uh, 1985. So, Uruganda, Seboro, Uruganda, Munyevu, Antisanyu, and Esther, some of the people who really mentored us, who worked with us. Uh, Paul Raktarate, Uruganda uh, David Chivumbi, uh, Edward Kalevu, Tom Semfuma, Paul Bachvinga were all in England House, Andrew Mungerera, and uh, we worked as Vazuk for young men, especially Bibibio Kava at that age. Uh, it was a great fellowship, great time of building. When I came to the university, in 1985, I uh, had a few questions about uh, salvation, and uh, I had been uh, in mainstream Anglican church. I had gotten saved in a Pentecostal church, Deliverance Church, uh, where I stumbled because I could not speak in tongues. Uh, now I was with the Bazukfu, and I had a few questions which I could not openly ask. I was struggling with. So when I came to the university, I thought, uh, I think I need a time out from Christianity. 
and I sought myself out, there are some questions I need to answer. So I went to my uh, friend who we had been together, Paul Bachinga, he had come to the university earlier. And I told him, I think Christianity has kind of defeated me because I tried it as an Anglican, as a Pentecostal, now I've been a Muzukufu, but there are things that are not adding up. So I need to take a break uh, and so on. So Paul told me that uh, all the struggles uh, I am going through, he had gone through them himself and that uh, before I completely give up on Christianity, maybe I should look at it from a different uh, church perspective. So he invited me to Kampala Baptist Church and I went and I got to Kampala Baptist Church and uh, was, uh, somebody was teaching and questions were flying back and forth. It was a mixture of Varokole and Varokole skeptics, uh, but the thing that attracted me to that Bible study was that some boys were asking the questions which have always been on my mind. You could say doubts, uh, self-doubt, uh, doubt about this, you want clarification about this. And uh, they were asking them and they were being answered and nobody was taking offense or they were not being judged. So I kept going back to that uh, study to kind of get my questions answered. You know, at that age, you, you have so many questions. And uh, th that is how I started going to Ampala Baptist Church. In a way, the Lord could not let go of me. That is the way I look at it. I wanted to, to live at various places, but uh, God in his faithfulness would not uh, let go of me. Just to add into the mix, my wife was raised Catholic. Uh, Dr. Monica Chibita was raised Catholic. And uh, we met at the Baptist Church and got married. But to further compound the, 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 the issue, so in my village in Buesa, in Butaleja, when we go to Christmas and uh, Easter, so because there is no Baptist church, so we would go to the Anglican church. And for us, the, uh, the, the Anglican church and the Baptist church are very, very similar. Actually, the only difference we see there is uh, the baptism, which I, I now understand is being sorted out in the Anglican church, the Imas. So we, we, we go to Ugegere Church of Uganda. And uh, Ugegere Church of Uganda broke away or was given permission to start a church. And they started a church in a grass-thatched place. So one, one Easter I was there and it started leaking on, on my suit. The grass thatched, the rain was leaking and I thought, Eh, maybe we need to do something about this church building. So we we worked with the Christians there and uh, several friends. I will tell you about them later. And and I constructed a very, very nice church at Bugegere, which was uh, opened by Bishop Orombi and so on. So issues of denomination and all don't really matter much to me. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and I will go to church where they are praising the Lord. <clears throat> About my work life and uh, God's favor, I joined Minister of, Aid, of Justice and Constitutional Affairs in 1990 because we are going to talk about work and uh, 
attracting God's favor and blessing at work. I just want to run you through my professional career so that when you hear me talking about things, you know where I've been, where I've served and so on. So I joined Ministry of Justice and Constitutional Affairs in 1990. In 1993, I was asked to be the personal assistant to the Attorney General. And the Attorney General at that time was uh, the late Abu Mayanja. Uh, when he left, uh, it was uh, Mr. Kalaya Sekemu. I was a uh, personal assistant to both those two Attorneys General. In 1996, I was asked by Solicitor General Mr. Kabatsi to go and uh, be a private secretary for legal affairs at State House. And I stayed at State House until uh, 2003 when I went back to the Minister of Justice as a principal state attorney. In 2005, I left uh, Minister of Justice and I joined the Uganda Revenue Authority in 2005. In, two, in 2010, I was appointed a high court judge and I served in Masaka in 2010, Fort Porto, 2011, 2013, I was posted to the land division of the High Court as deputy head of that division. Later in that year, 2013, I was appointed director of public prosecutions, a position I served in until uh, 2020, which is last year, when I was appointed to the Supreme Court. And so I am now at the Supreme Court. I'm a judge of the Supreme Court of Uganda. It has been uh, quite a professional journey, taking me places I never dreamt about, I never expected. And uh, I can give credit to the Lord as the person who has uh, held me by the hand and led me to all these places. I remember when I was being sent to State House, <clears throat> I prayed to the Lord and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but Lord, I know I'm going with you. And that is why I can go confidently. Otherwise, I don't have, I don't think I have what it takes. And, and uh, worked at State House and uh, worked with the Lord. And I left after seven years with my head held high. Just allow me to read for you before we get into it, the, the Psalm 90, uh, verses 13 to 17. Return, O Lord, that's 13. Psalms 90, 13. Return, O Lord, how long? And have compassion on your servants. O oh, satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us, the years in which we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. And verse 17 says, And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That's what the passage says. <clears throat> so what does it mean to attract God's favor and blessing at work at the workplace? And for me, all my life, I've been in the public service. I've worked for government all my years. And uh, it is evident that I might not work 
anywhere else apart from uh, the government of Uganda because uh, the years are going. But what does it mean to attract God's favor and blessing at work? Mm -hmm. And therefore, my perspective is really from from working for the government of Uganda. <clears throat> Some of the things that uh, people want or find favor in or talk about that will be evidence that you have found favor and blessing and uh, you are thriving at work. Uh, if you get promoted, definitely if you get promoted, you know, one stage to another to another, you can say you have attracted God's favor and blessing. Salary increase. If you get more money than you are getting, then uh, that is a sign. If you are appreciated, appreciated by your workmates, appreciated by your bosses, appreciated by your clients, and I'm not even talking about appreciation, monetary appreciation, I'm just talking about people coming and saying, thank you for serving me, you have done a good job, and uh, your people say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th that's the one I'm talking about. I. Uh, now, as I talk about it, I know that appreciation sometimes, especially in the African context, can take on different forms. A friend who told me about how he was appreciated by somebody bringing a goat to the parking lot. I remember as DPP, somebody from Teso told me there was a turkey for me in the parking lot. And could I please tell my, my driver to go and pick it and uh, appreciation. Uh, the other way is to be trusted. The other is to be mentored, to be valued. Those are signs that, that you are being uh, favored and that uh, blessings upon you at work and you are challenged. You know, you are not doing the same mundane work uh, and so on. All these are signs of God's favor and blessing mm -hmm. at work. And I can testify to you that all these things have happened to me. So I have been uh, highly favored and blessed at my workplace. So they talk about attracting. I don't know if attracting is the right word, but uh, I think we all know what it means. <laughs> attracting is like laying a, laying a trap and so on, but uh, we, we know what it means. Is how does God's favor and blessing happen to you? because it is not a passive thing. The way I look at it is I think you just need to continue doing the basics of Christianity. So allow me to talk about the basics of Christianity. How can God's favor and blessing happen to you when you are at work? And I'm not saying that when you do all these things, it is a formula. It is not the formula in math like pi r squared and so on but I'm giving you uh, what has worked for me, what I have been doing, and uh, what scripture prescribes. Doing the basics, the first thing is uh, prayer. You have to thank God, you have to claim his promises, of course to claim his promises you have to know them. You have to make promises to God and uh, try to keep them Please converse with God. Converse with God, tell him your problems. I learned this later in life that, you know, just like you converse with your parents, especially these days, it's not a good idea to say the way you converse with your parents then because uh, 
uh, people of our age and before the, the conversation with parents was was not uh, what we want to model. But just imagine, you know, talking with your child, what is it, how can I help you? And, and, and that's how we talk with God. God already knows. He's not surprised when we tell him some things and all. So I found that uh, conversing with God rather than going to him only when I need something. And, and then uh, I learned you remind God about his promises. He makes so, so many promises to, to you if you are faithful and if you fulfill certain conditions. The second thing about basics, which you already know, is read the word. And one of the key verses for us Bazuku, is... Uh, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119 is very, very pregnant with verses that are very helpful and the entire Bible. So you need to read the word as a basic. And once you read it, it becomes part of you. The other thing is you need to leave the word and walk the talk. So apart from reading and praying you need. So one of the practical things I had was I, I had a Bible in my drawer ever since I started working. And every morning I would get to work at 7.30, I purposed, and I would spend the 30 minutes reading the Bible, going through, and the way I would read the Bible is, uh, there are 31 Psalms, uh, Proverbs. Every day I had a proverb for that day. First day of the month, I read Proverbs 1, Day 31, I read Proverbs 31, and, and that helped me. The next thing is uh, you need to have peace at home. I've realized both as an employee as an, and as an employer that if there is no peace at home, then the workplace is likely to be adversely affected. So please fix your home, fix your wife, fix your children, fix your workers, fix your parents. Bible says in Romans 12, 18, as much as it is possible and depends on you, live at peace with all men, including women. And the peace starts at home. I uh, go with my wife to conferences. And uh, one time, a brother from Nigeria came to me and said, but you are a leader in Christian Lawyers Fellowship. Why are you in a room with a young girl? And I said, which young girl? It turned out uh, he's referring to my wife as a young girl. And uh, it started disturbing me at the beginning, but later I realized, ah, I think I've taken very good care of my wife. She still looks like a young girl. And this was confirmed uh, one day we were at the swimming pool with her. So the next day when I went alone, a gentleman said, today where have you left your daughter? So I, uh, I thank God that uh, I look much older than my wife and I'm always uh, suffering. But uh, I, I think it's a testimony that uh, maybe I'm taking good care of her and therefore she continually looks young. Give back to God. Give back to God is another basic that we do. Tithe, be a cheerful giver, whatever the theological thing you are. Be involved and help the community. Pay fees for those in need. I told you about Bugegere Church of Uganda. We helped. And the amazing thing, people say, we built the church. But I can tell you that when we started building that church, a Muslim friend of mine, of ours, said, I'm going to furnish that church for you. Mr. Paul Chama, who had visited, said, 
I'm going to put in all the glass. We were actually planning to put in wooden shutters, but Mr. Chama said the way this church is, allow me to put in uh, the glass. Before we knew it, the church was completed. So uh, give back to God. There is a book by a gentleman called Dennis Tongoy. He's a Kenyan. It is called Don't Mix God and Money. So sometimes we get into this problem about giving, giving. Who do you give? When do you give? But one line in his book said, there is only one savior and uh, I'm not he. So don't have the Messiah syndrome. There is one savior. Do what you can. There are other things you can't do. But what I learned from this is that you cannot outgive God. The other thing you need to do is acknowledge God. You know, you always acknowledge Him. How do I acknowledge Him in my office? Kampala Baptist Church, Andrew Mbenga has been to my office and prayed with me. My bishop. In the book, Bishop Ferguson's group of Pentecostal pastor friends of mine, led by Pastor Deo Musoke, they come to my office and pray for me. I go to Leadership Renewal Retreat, which is a partnership between Bishop Orombi, Bishop Uwele, and Mama Maria in Injeru on a quarterly basis. I go for that gathering because I want to acknowledge him, I want to associate with God's people, and I want to be accountable, which is the next thing. Be accountable. As they say, iron sharpens iron. Please meet with other people of like minds. Allow veterans of the struggle to hold you accountable. So there is a group called the Leadership Support Group. Dr. Senyonyi, Professor Suruma, Edward Gamwa, Sarah Chama, they come to my office and pray for me and uh, they tell me when you need us, just call us, we'll come and uh, pray with you. So that is a bit of accountability, and uh, that is one of the things you need to do. I remember uh, there's a time as director of public prosecution, I wanted to throw in the towel, and I told them, and before, no, I didn't tell them, but that day when they came, uh, Professor Suruma was talking, and uh, the subject was uh, in the the Lord's army, there is no quitting. Uh, it's like he had uh, he had heard my thoughts. And he said, no, 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 we have to fight. And whatever it is, and definitely if the Lord has put you in an office, you don't think about living. Now, we've talked about all those spiritual things. <laughs> At the workplace, you can do all those things. But if you don't work, you not do the all the hard work, sitting on the desk and writing judgments for us and going to court and prosecuting. So you must work hard. I told you, I, especially when the kids were going to school, I would get to office at 7.30. And I have many testimonies about the blessings from being early at work. Don't be one of those who is always late, come sweating and all, and work smart. Now we have laptops. When I went as a, a judge in Masaka, I introduced working on my laptops, the proceedings and uh, and uh, writing judgments and typing them and uh, 
when I'm reading the judgment, I immediately give copies to lawyers because secretaries would ask them for money before they could print, it could take years. So for me, on the day I read a judgment, I'm giving a copy to all the lawyers because I have mm -hmm. my laptop and I have printed. So please work hard, learn how to work smart, make work. Finally, under this, is uh, you need to mentor and train and pour time into younger people. It takes time, it takes effort, it slows you down. But it is a way of giving back because people have mentored you, they have trained you, they have poured time into you. You need to do that. Since 2013, when I was uh, director of public prosecution, I got an opportunity to be getting interns from Pepperdine University in the US and Regent. And I would get about five interns also from Makerere and Law Development Center. So when I left, which was last year, both those universities told me that you have left as DPP, but we, can you continue uh, mentoring so that we send you the students, even as a Supreme Court judge for you to... And I said, sure, 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 please do. Uh, I, I had thought it was because of my office, but I would do, and, and even this year, we had students from Pepperdine and uh, Regent, and lockdown found them here, and we did. Please uh, take some time, whatever you do. There are many young people unemployed, looking for internship opportunities. Uh, take them on, refer them to other people. It is a great, great opportunity for giving back and uh, for learning. So be a river, be a channel, don't be a reservoir, don't be like the Dead Sea. Our time is spent. Allow me to conclude. So Psalm 90, I've learned that was written by King David, but uh, at the tail end of his reign, twilight of his life, he had fought and won battles. It was now a time of reflection on his life, what was going to be his legacy. And it is a human thing. Once you're nearing the end of the journey, you look back at what has been covered, what is left. Was it worth it? Were there any mistakes made? What are the lessons of, for the remaining journey? And as Socrates said, or is said to have said, an unexamined life is not worth living. So David was examining his life in Psalms 90, and we all need to examine our lives. So verse 17 says, establish the works of my hand, O Lord. And that's what David is saying, and he repeats it. Speaking of uh, establishing, the synonyms for establishing, the other words are confirm, entrench, accept, gratify, ingrain, deep-rooted, unshakable. In other words, make my work unshakable, entrenched, accepted. And the opposite of that is unstable, temporary, invalidate. So you want your work, whatever you have done, to be unshakable, deep root. What kind of work are you doing and what kind of work can be established? I remember as a young man in our place, we build huts. And uh, I built a hut when I was in Budo, uh, but there is no trace of that hut. It completely collapsed. So we need to be thinking about the legacy. What are we building? We need to build permanent things. That's why we remember Martin Luther King Jr. 
he did not fight just for himself, but he fought for all the enslaved people. David Livingstone, William Wilberforce, they fought for the, you know, ending of slavery, Nelson Mandela for the ending of apartheid, even when it meant him staying in prison for all those years. We don't work just for ourselves. Not better conditions only for ourselves, but we work for others. In fact, I have a feeling that uh, the more you work for others, the more you pray for others, the more God answers your prayers. So many people have prayed for me, and uh, there have been blessings not only at work. As I finish, let me end with a story of when my dad passed away a few years ago. Uh, Bishop Egesa came to the barrio, but he came with uh, the Bishop of Lango, Bishop Orwa, whom I had not invited or told, but uh, he, he decided to come. So I had two bishops at the barrio, my dad. And uh, for especially the people, it was this blessing was it was threatening to rain at the barrio. And uh, Bishop Orwa, who was the preacher, said, you rain, I command you, you are not going to come down, you are not going to disrupt this. The, the rain was almost starting. <laughs> and the rain disappeared. And uh, the people who were sir, still remember that big blessing. To, to have uh, two bishops at my dad's funeral and uh, for the power. Green as well. Keep uh, miracles and so on. And this was a great miracle. So when we are talking about God's favor and blessings at work, they extend beyond work. They extend into your, uh, could I call it uh, private life at home. And so I can testify that uh, I have indeed attracted God's favor and blessings completely undeserved. And I commend uh, the same Lord to you and encourage you to keep doing right and to keep following the Lord. Thank you very much for the opportunity to share with you and thank you for your attention. God bless.